Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 549. I finally broke up with my scale by Nighar Fanuni of nigharfanuni.com. And I'm Dr. Neil Malik, reading you some of the most popular health and fitness blogs out there, with permission from the websites, of course. So if you've been listening to the other shows earlier this week, the themes have been, you know, trying things that work out for you, sticking to those things that you like, not being too crazy about, you know, following that exercise program to the T, making sure your meals are always planned perfectly. Well, for me, I'm not great with change, and so trying new things is kind of hard for me to do, and usually I have to be forced into it. But the other day, I tried what's called a sound bath. And again, I had to be forced to do this. So a sound bath is basically where you lay down kind of on your back or you could lay on your stomach, usually in a room with a bunch of different people. And these trained professionals play these sounds that are supposed to kind of hit the brain in a way so that you, you relax. You find this state of meditation almost. And it was pretty interesting. It was actually really relaxing. And some people get into that meditative state just by being exposed to these sounds. For me, I didn't get to that meditative state. But it was nice being in a room where you could kind of feel the love and you can kind of feel everybody was there to be united in some way to experience this together. But for me, I don't know if I'd go back. I find yoga to be very meditative. After I've done it for about an hour or so, I get to that nice, calm state of mind. I also get to that happy place when I get massaged. But let's say you found that yoga is not for you. Maybe you try a sound bath. Maybe that's something that will actually click and you'll get to that happy place. And what was pretty amazing about the sound bath I went to is that they were doing it for free. They just want to help people. So that was pretty awesome. All right, that's enough out of me for now. Let's get to Ms. Fanuni's post as we optimize your life. I finally broke up with my scale by Nighar Fanuni of nigharfanuni.com. Recently, I stepped on a scale for the first time in several months. As someone who used to weigh myself every single day and allow the number to determine my mood, weighing myself only every few months is tremendous progress. I did, in fact, break up with my scale long ago, but I still step on it every once in a while. It's usually out of curiosity or for a specific purpose, such as at the doctor's office or in relation to setting accurate strength to body weight goals. The reason I chose to step on the scale at this moment was that I'd just taken up bench pressing and wanted to set some realistic intentions in relation to my body weight. And even though I've become accustomed to not weighing myself, this felt like a legitimate reason to do so, a reason that had nothing to do with self-worth or acceptance. 
this is what I've been working towards for so many years, viewing body weight as something that doesn't reflect my worth, but simply a number that can be used or not used as needed. When I stepped on the scale after many months of abstinence, the number that appeared was higher than I'd anticipated. Because I don't weigh myself often, I usually have a range that I imagine I fluctuate within, and I'm totally fine with that. This time, I was higher than the highest end of that range. And guess what? I gave absolutely zero Fs about it, like not even one. In the interest of total transparency, I must tell you that this is the first time along my journey of self-love and acceptance that I've actually felt this way. Over the past few years of working towards healing my body image, I've learned to care less and less about the number on the scale. I've weighed myself less frequently and gradually learned to mostly detach from the number. There have been times when I've cared very little about the number, but a small part of me was still inclined to see the number as quote-unquote good or bad. Even after several years of body image rehab, weighing myself was not something I was completely comfortable with. Until now. And let me tell you what, it really surprised me. Stepping on the scale was once accompanied by a dastardly voice that determined whether or not I was fit for human consumption. Although I'd mostly reformed that voice, it's never been completely annihilated. The truth is that I'd become so accustomed to that mean little voice, however quiet it has become, that I was utterly shocked by its silence. When our sense of worthiness has been compromised in any way, it will take time to rebuild. None among us is perfect at embracing imperfection, and we all have our demons to face. Self-acceptance and healing is a non-linear process, to be sure. I cringe when I hear internet gurus advise you to just love yourself or to simply look in the mirror and affirm love. I'm just as angry at those notions as I am at the ones that tell you you can love your body only with the help of their secret fat loss formula. Readjusting the way you regard yourself is hard work, especially when you consider our current social climate and the harmful effects of media messaging. Learning to accept and love yourself is almost an act of defiance in today's world. And this work takes time. It takes commitment, patience, resilience, and sometimes a little regression. Because again, this is not a linear progression. The adage to just love yourself is total BS. These empty platitudes might make you feel good in the moment, but they have no lasting power. The human brain simply doesn't work that way. And all these sentiments create an inauthentic approach to actual healing. Healing a wound requires attention, care, and support. At times, the wound will open and you'll have to reassess your approach. But if we diligently tend to the wound, it will heal and perhaps scar. True healing comes through committed work and trust in the process. We need to commit to the practice and the process of loving ourselves. We need to stay the course, despite the world around us trying to convince us of our state of unworthiness. Wherever you are on your path, please know that you are healing, even if you can't see the fruits of your labor. Overcoming your wounds is not an overnight process, but the work you cultivate daily will help you eventually manifest a state of calm and acceptance. You may have broken up with your scale a myriad times, only to find yourself back under its hold. This is normal. This is part of the process. Every time you break up with your scale, you'll build a stronger resolve, a more indubitable sense of worth. And every time you go back to your scale, you'll discover that its power over you isn't as dominant as it was before. One day, you'll step on that scale, see a number, and give zero Fs about it. Keep doing the work, and that day will come. You just listened to the post titled, I Finally Broke Up With My Scale by Nighar Fanuni 
of thinkharfanuni.com. I really liked Miss Fanuni's metaphor for healing. If you think about, let's say, a scratch on your skin, you'll notice the skin breaks apart a little bit, there may be a little bit of blood, and for some of you, you may think, well, I don't need to do anything, the body's healing itself. Eventually, that wound will seal itself up, and it'll be gone. But what's actually happening in reality, under the surface, is once that wound occurs, the body gets signals, and cells start to rush over to that wound to try and heal it. So there's all this activity that's happening below the surface and you don't even know it. In fact, for the bleeding to stop, we have these cells in our bodies called platelets that help to stop that bleeding on its own. And so healing does take some energy. It does take some time and attention. Your body is paying attention to those wounds. In fact, as I was telling you that story, I was looking at the back of my hand. That's where my cat accidentally scratched me and I still have a little bit of a scar there. And so I was thinking about all those little mechanisms that were occurring to stop that bleeding. And so to imagine that you're gonna magically get over your demons, whatever it is, it may not be the scale, it may be something else. Yes, that is a bit of a myth. Getting over your demons does need some time. It does need some attention and some focus. But as Ms. Fanuni mentioned, if you stick with it, as always, like I say, if you stay consistent, you can overcome those demons. And sometimes we just can't overcome those demons by ourselves. We may need some outside help and that's okay. So if you need to seek out professional help, do it. It's worth it. All right, before I go, if you wanna meet some like-minded people and participate in bonus book giveaways and lots more, come join our Facebook group. You can search for Optimal Living Daily Podcasts on Facebook to find it and request access. Or you can find us using the shortcut link, which is oldpodcast.com slash Facebook. All right, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your Thursday and I'll be back here tomorrow for our usual Friday Q&A. So stay tuned for that where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this show and Optimal Living Daily, the brother podcast of this one. Literally, I'm Dr. Neil's brother. If you like the format of this show, you'll love Optimal Living Daily too, where I also read to you from blogs but cover other topics like personal development, finance, and minimalism from bloggers like Derek Sivers, The Minimalists, Zen Habits, and many more. So for more amazing content read to you for free, come subscribe to Optimal Living Daily too, and together we'll optimize your life. You've been listening to Optimal Health Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift, as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us, and remember, your optimal life awaits.